caught it. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Cruising the Planet. I'm your host, Ethan. Joining me this week is Paul. Yeah, my name's Jake. We got them both. Everybody's back in the... In, in? Everybody's back in the station, thank you very much. And if you're, uh, as you can see, we're all wearing masks now. We figured out uh, just now that it doesn't affect the audio as badly as we thought it would. Yeah, so we're wearing these now. We're able to wear these in the studio and just keep talking. Yeah. Good stuff. So, I figured that we would start off this episode doing, uh, because all of the, here, I'll do the, the, uh, the correct way of uh, order of operations of talking. One moment. With all of the Texan tours happening, and uh, everyone coming into campus, as we talked about on the last episode, yeah. we might as well take a trip through Tarleton State, just for funsies. Because okay. it's our college, it's where we're at. Yeah. Colleges are cool and stuff. Because there's not a lot going on in the physical world, however, I figured we'd take a trip down the digital. I bring you Tarleton State University in the year, what was this, 1997. Oh. Tarleton.edu. That was before I was born. It was before I was, Jake, were you born? Wait, what, what was the date again? 97? 97. Yeah, I was born, I was like one. So Jake built this website <laughs> when, when he was a child. Yes. It's I'm sorry, all. Jake, it does not look good. Hey, for for a one year old, I'd for say a I'm a prodigy. Hey, he already understood how to make multi menu, m- multiple drop down menus. Yeah, I, I invented those at the age of one. You invented them? I'm a prodigy. Sick. That's awesome, bro. Yeah. You come up with these hyperlinks too? Uh, not the hyperlinks. Those Maddie. have been around, but the multi the menu thing. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. This was in uh, June 9th of 1996. Yeah, I was still born. There we go. Even younger, even a better, even <laughs> wow. better at programming. Yeah. Let's see. Let's uh, let's start at the top. We've got ourselves uh, that stone carving that's in uh, what's its name? The student center. The student center. Yeah. Yeah, that big stone carving of the plane. Is this the same plane that Taylor's relative threw a a piece of board at, or is I, that like totally separate? I don't know if that's correct, but I'm gonna go with yes. Yes. Jake, did you hear about the story? I never went to duck camp, so uh, I don't know all of Me neither. I don't, I don't do indoctrination. Anyways, what, what was the thing about the <laughs> statue? Well, apparently, um, t- Brendan, old, um, old host, old co-host, oh, memories, sends me back. Brendan. Such a better time. <laughs> used to, a safer time. Yeah. And a better time, actually, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brendan used to tell the story, uh, whenever he met Taylor, about how Taylor, one of Taylor's relatives was on top of a building somewhere, and, like, th- threw a board and hit a plane with it. Yeah, and that's, like, one of Carlton's, like, big stories. That, yeah. I mean... If you've ever wanted to live in Nightvale, welcome to Stevensville. I wish they talked about the UFO more. Cool UFO's crazy. We have a ton of old stuff. I going. I want to start this as a, like a more regular thing of going through the website because I always tell this to my friends, of like, dude, this town is is wild. Yeah, I mean, th- I'm not trying to get it like I'm not trying coming at Stephenville here, but like, just there's some cool stuff that happens. I don't know town. why this town doesn't like try and focus in on the weird stuff. They could totally be Roswell 2.0. Right. I guess that we're worried about like scaring off all, all of the prospective college students. But no, college students love that. They're scared about concern like, about scaring the, the like the weird uh, the weird people the weird people i.e. the people who are actually normal. Yes. Thank you, Jake. You're well. Either way, I figured that if we slowly work our way through the databases of the old stuff, oh little go button. Does it work? We're testing it right now, the web page. Where did you find this? Wayback Machine. Um, I mean, obviously on the internet. The Wayback Machine. Are you familiar with it? No. Well, uh, the Wayback Machine, ah, uh, they didn't save that page. Okay. Yeah, That's they can't right. save everything. They can't save everything, but we'll find, I'll keep going and finding something. The Wayback Machine is a uh, web page archive that takes web pages and specialized dates 
er, um, and saves saves all of them. It looks like they just got the home page. Here, let's find something to be interesting. I'll read these off. Uh, we already know these do two don't work, but Faculty Senate, Staff Council, Alumni Association, we'll come back to that uh, whole topic later actually, Virtual Campus Tour. Let's see if they, they got that one. Basically what I want to do is find all like the weird, cool, like cornerstone things that have slowly built out the lore in the background of Stephenville and Tarleton that exists within Stephenville. Lore. And uh, talk, talk about that stuff. Just because, like, I didn't know that there were tunnels that go underneath the entirety of the town that are all interconnected. Malkavian. No. Like, no all Malkavian, that's Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Yeah. Jake and I were talking about, uh... Vampire. Yeah, man. Is it Vampire the Masquerade? Vampire the Masquerade, yeah. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Good yeah. game. Very good game. JTAC Online. Very broken game. Mm. Looks like... Oh! This is loading longer than normal. No, didn't work. No. So... Looks like the best we have are just the home page. Seems they didn't get the entirety of. Well, the, there's the a thing. lot of drop downs. Lots of links oh, there. hold on. What is that? We're making our way into the library. Study all night. Yes, please. It's gonna take you to uh. Gonna take you to hyperlink. Looks like hyperlinks got saved, but not drop down menus. We're learning. Okay. Everyone take notes. What it, Where? Oh my goodness. What does that say? It's Hold on. Study all night. Where? Dick Smith Library Multipurpose Room. When? Final exam week. December 12th, 13th, 15th, and 16th from 12.01 a.m. to 8 a.m. What? That, is that accurate? A quiet place today? to study, coffee, cokes, and cookies security. What is that sentence? That is a oh sentence. It's not, though. Yes, it is. Who? Sponsored by TSU Police and Dick Smith Library. The police are going to be there? Well, yeah. I guess security to make sure you're all, you know. This was 96. 96. A lot of stuff happened in 96. And then we have some buttons here. I, I think this is the back 96. button. It looks like the old backspace symbol. Wow. No, we're somewhere else. Oh, this is like digging. It's excavation. This is awesome. TSU activities and events. Click here to find out what's going on around Tarleton. What do we want to know what's going on around Tarleton? We've got uh, sports. We have the, the summer final exams. A virtual tour of the campus. Connect software to the mainframe. Let's, they left um, a loophole from back, way back. Let's hack it. If we hack them in the past, does it show up now? Probably not. No. Okay. It's probably a temporal loop. We'll probably you'll probably let's get launched it. into a black hole, honestly. I think we should test it right here, right okay, now. Okay, you want? Let's do it. Let's do it. Who's ready? Who's I'm ready? ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, look. <laughs> we got a zip file. Wait. Oh what? my god. A zip file? We got a zip file, baby. Okay, build.exe, connect.cfg, connect.exe. Let me see if I can. Uh, I can't show We're everybody. Red. I can't show everybody what it is, but we got a zip file. All right, we'll save that for later. Okay, let's back back out. Like, okay. Yes, yes, it is. I'm cool. gonna try taking everything on the internet is legal. Yeah, no, it's especially not. murder. Everything. No. no. Never. No, actually, not. Jake, walk it back a couple. Oh, we got the virtual tour running. Okay, here it is. Shall we compare the virtual tour from now? Tarleton okay. State. Good idea. I don't know how to get that set up on the stream. Ah, uh, yeah. So we'll we'll can't we'll take that idea for next week. Yeah. When we go and explore a different part. Like the next, I think the next part is in '98, like early in '98. We'll see when they what they change. A virtual tour. Here's the map of campus. Let's see if we can figure it out. Oh, I clicked on it. It, it blinked red. Oh no. And nothing. Oh, latest. Show uh, all. Just for podcast listeners, the so if we compare the Tarleton now versus the Tarleton then. The map is a lot less colorful. A lot less colorful, a lot less interactive, just like a... And smaller. Let's see. <coughs> what is... Okay, here's a baseball field. I think this is across the road down here. This is West Washington. See? Yeah, the church is here. Ah, cemetery yeah. is here. This is where the engineering building is currently. Mm -hmm. We've got... So that means that this is the football field. This is the parking lot for it. This is a the baseball complex. Here's another intramural fields. This is where traditions, traditions north, north and south, and south are. 
Okay, so here's all the administration building and stuff. Oh, the buildings are even incredibly different. This is difficult. Okay. Uh, what, what, oh, wh which uh, place do we want us to go to? The library, Davis Hall, Clyde Well, Hall of Presidents. We have links. Well, the library has been good for us so far. The library has been good, but let's, let's test the waters. Jake, um, pick a department. Let's go back to Davis Hall then. Let's find some ghosts. What would happen to the ghosts? Be like yeah, a, um, it'd be like a scary maze game. You should go ask why the engineering building is haunted. The new one or yeah. the old one? What was it? Presbyterian Church built underneath it. Huh. Y'all didn't know that? No. I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised by that. Well, it wasn't built underneath it. Like, it, it the was building built was built on top of an old one. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Dave, historical overview. This site is under construction. Ooh. Oh, interesting. Oh. Historical overview. Davis Hall is located on what is considered on the main campus. It is a four-story building with less than 70 rooms. Today, it is a oh today it is a general-purpose building. Davis Hall was named after J. Thomas Davis. He has the longest tenure as a president at Tarleton. He was at Tarleton from 1914 to 1945. That's more than wow. 40 years. So we've already shown up in there's history. Yeah. Wild. He has an instrument. He was an instrumental part in helping Tarleton grow. He helped to make Tarleton a part. Well, that's a joint word sentence. Hey, let me fix this. I can't edit. <laughs> Tar he helped to make Tarleton a part of the Texas A&M system. So we were already part of the Texas A&M system, even in '98 or '96. We've always been. Is that well, true? If I assume sometime in the history books like he's back in 1914, right? Like, mm. 1949? Yeah, it looks like, so sometime between 1914 to 1945, he put us into the Tarleton system. We can look up the exact date, the A&M system. Yeah. Thank you. We can look up the exact date, or we can continue coming back to this every single week and find out how it happened as it, as it progressed. It's like a history channel. Like It's like history channel after dark when it gets weird. I think, um... <laughs> I think it was a bad idea, and I think you should keep doing it. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> it was initially opened as a men's dorm. In the early 70s, Davis Hall became a general-purpose building. The building went through several remodelings and housed several different offices. Some of the offices it once housed were the school paper, the JTAC, the Tarleton Police Center, and counseling. Hmm. At this time, it looks like it is for the College of Arts and Sciences, headed by the Dean of Arts and Sciences, Dr. Lamar Jones. <coughs> Johansson? Johansson, sorry. Sorry. Uh, and it's it ha offices of most mathematics professors. That's what it's currently like hmm. as of this date. You know what's interesting is mm. that Bender and Ferguson, well, Bender and Ferguson used to be like uh, single gender dorms, I guess. Yeah. Um, and Bender, I mean, I don't know, this like freshman could be listening to this, so. Um, no, when didn't. I was a sophomore slash junior, Bender actually ended up being like emptied out in the middle of semester because people started or men started getting sick who lived there. So because that was a that was the all male dorms on campus, and now they're both turned into offices. So I feel like that's a recurring theme with Tarleton. What? Turning dorms into offices. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And then tearing them down. I guess. I want to find. The JTAC. Maybe it's called by a different name. <sighs> no, because no, they already it, referenced it yeah, as JTAC here. But what what would it be underneath? If, if we're doing a virtual, we're in virtual tour still. Let's go back, find it from the front page. I'm ecstatic. I'm loving this. How about you? All? Um. What, how are we feeling? Awesome. I don't know, man. Like it's it's an old website. <laughs> it changed. It's different now. What? This is weird. It's look, it's different, completely different. Yeah, the front page or the home page is different now. It's got this weird, funny-looking T. Check that out. I really, I enjoyed the Tarleton T much better now. What's the iris? This is wild. If anyone has the ability to, or like listening in. Uh. Oh, fun fact from Lance. KX, uh, Davis Hall was the f is the first place that KXTR was actually located. Oh, really? Yeah, it turns out. Oh, thanks. Sick. Thank you. Uh, 
Lance. Yeah, the boss man. The boss man Lance. Uh, uh oh. Okay, Tarleton Iris was developed by J.V. Layer to recognize Tarleton's school's colors of purple and white. They were a member of faculty from 1941 to 1974. This is sick and cool, like awesome, that we just do this now. I want to find JTAC, but we're running low on time. I'll have to move into the next thing I have, which is something that Jake might enjoy a little bit more, Ryan Bingham. Oh, Ryan Bingham. Who is that? He is an alumni. Okay. Elaborate. Like, what's so special about this that alumni? He is an American singer and songwriter. He's produced multiple genres. He currently lives in L.A. now. Okay. We're going to go our next segment. Because I'm doing segments now because we're a variety show. Because okay. you know, it's cooler that way. Sure, that works. Like an adult. Alright. Have you heard anything created by this man before? Probably not. Mm-hmm. What what kind of music does he play? He makes, let's see. He's originally from Hobbs, New Mexico. He grew up all across the southwestern United States. He set out on his own at an early age, joining the rodeo circuit as a bull rider in his teens. This is cool. This guy is way cooler than just music. Okay. There's actually a lot of bull riders who go to Tarleton. Bingham learned music on a guitar gifted... Well, he learned music from a guitar that was gifted to him by his mother when he was 16, and he initially played after rodeos for his friends. Eventually, he began playing in small bars and, hon- and honky-tonks across the West. What is a honky-tonk? Uh, I don't know, but it's a fun set of words. Nice. I'm not into, like, country music, so I don't really know. I know it's, like, a country music thing specifically. Yeah? Probably, like, a country music bar. You can probably look it up, figure it out more detail. I just... Country isn't my specialty. That's okay. Yeah. He produces Americana and Roots Rock. Alright. What is Roots Rock, Jake? It's like... Give us a breakdown. That's one of those genres that I know exactly what it is. You play me Roots Rock, I'll be able to tell you that's Roots Rock. Oh, yeah? I can't describe it. No. You know? Is it like... A little country mixed in with rock? Kind or of. Like a little swaying in there? It's like, yeah, it's like... It's not just rock on a banjo. It's like, uh, it's I'd say... I, I would say, like, Buffalo Springfield is, like, roots rock, maybe. Maybe. Um, like I said, it's something that I could point out if you played it for me, mm-hmm. but I'm not really good at describing it. Have you listened to a lot of roots rock? Not a lot, no. Okay. I listen to some, but it's not, like, a genre I, like kind of go out and look going for fine yeah okay like roots rock means like roots like it's like like it's the kind of sound that like american style of rock and roll is sort of mm-hmm. founded foundationally like a part of i guess so it's more in the blues era it is very blues inspired i would say yeah okay it's like maybe mix of blues and country but it's not blues rock it's not blues rock no Okay. I'm curious now. This man is interesting. Why did you like pick this man specifically? He was the first one on Tarleton State University's notable alumni list oh. on Wikipedia. Oh. Again, you can find all good things on Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> Don't listen to your high school teachers. Uh, Wikipedia is great. It's awesome. And they don't, don't like use it for college papers, though. Use it for every single college paper you've ever made. I mean, you can yes. look up the, like, subject on Wikipedia, but do not put it as a reference. That's on only it. because they don't like it. Yeah, they don't like it because they're worried it's going to take their job away from them. It will. It will. It absolutely will. Yeah, nobody pay- nobody pays Wikipedia enough. It's not taking any jobs. Yeah, because it's a non-profit. It doesn't get paid. Yeah. As all good things should be. I was on Wikipedia Free. the other day. Just for me. Just for you. After receiving just critical for acclaim for his two... Thank you for de- just naming me on my own show. How <laughs> dare you? After receiving critical acclaim for his first two studio releases in Lost Highway Records, tw- 2007's Mescalito and 2009's Rodeo Sun, Brigham went on to collaborate with Grammy winner producer T-Bone Burnett on a soundtrack for the 2009 acclaimed film Crazy Heart. Have y'all heard of Crazy Heart? Duh. I'm sorry. Uh, that's fine. Uh, including notable co-writer and performing the film's award-winning theme song, The Weary Kind. The title track earned Bingham an Academy Award. Am I saying it? Yeah. I was worried that I was saying, saying his name wrong, like it was Bingham or something. Yeah. Or something. 
Golden Globe Award, Critics' Choice Award for Best Song in 2010, as well as a Grammy Award for Best Song Written for a Motion Picture, Television, or Other Visual Media in 2011. This man just went out and did it. His most recent album, American Love Song, was released in 2019, and Wolves, the song off of that, is inspired by part by the March for Our Lives students who are dealing with grown men and women questioning their integrity on social media. The song was also featured on the hit TV series Yellowstone. That hits home for me. I family it. Bingham sang Wolves as the series character Walker, whom he plays on the show. He acts as well? Uh, wow. In 2019, he partnered with Live Nation to launch his own music festival, The Western. The, in the inaugural event took place over two days in Lukenbach, Texas. Lukenbach? Lukenbach, Texas. Huh. Do you have any ideas? Sounds podunk. He has a website. Ooh, American Love Song. That's his current release. Look at this man. Thin and tall. Like wow. a cowboy. Wow. That is a, that's a trailer, all right. Look at him go. Look at him go. He's doing it. Look, he's got a skull in the back. <laughs> he only has two pictures, though. <laughs> There's a skull on his trailer, and a bottle of something, and a candle. It's probably a bottle of alcohol. My grandma's got that candle. Sick. <laughs> Bro, it's a good candle. What do you, what do you want about it? Nothing. So he has a good taste in candles and shirts. Look at him. And skulls. And a skull. Yeah, he's got a skull in a bag and or a hat. One of the two. That is a... Uh, a dusty lens, fella. You might want to yeah. get that checked out. Unless you think it was edited that way. I can't really make fun of him because he's more successful than me. Like, entirely more successful than No, that's than the I exact well, reason I why assume, you should make fun of I him. I assume he did all of this after he graduated from college? Apparently. He's been except the spiteful. Except the spite. I can't be, I can't be spiteful. Oh, I can't. I don't play guitar well I can totally be spiteful for having zero accomplishments. It's really easy. You just gotta drop that ego. Ryan Bingham, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> A real man. A cultured man. Uh, a true, a true I'm man. I'm sure he has some of that potential. What is he going on with those pictures? A cultured man. We're really going to call this man out after like giving him so much praise in history? Sorry, bro. You you did a good job. I'm just saying it doesn't mean he's like a... Well, if you're going to shoot anything down, let's shoot down the current. Because that, that right there, he's an alumni, that's the past. Okay. We're done bringing that up. That's the first half of the show. <laughs> The now, and now, the now we can talk about well, current and or future. Let me pull up my notes. Let me pull up my notes. My notes. Have y'all noticed the signs going on around cam around uh, campus? This is the, the, the more sign? important stuff for uh, yeah, the signs on all the rooms. Oh, you're oh, the capacity signs. Yes, Jake, have you noticed this? Yeah. They're orange. Great. They could have at least done like white. You know, because the room numbers are purple. Well, it just looked like a piece of paper. That's with the theme, you know? Well, uh, what student is actually going to go like, oh, oh no, this capacity is only 20 and there's already 20 people in there. You know, I paid for this class, but I'm going to, I'm going to go. I'm what? curious how they're going to even, like, enforce and or set this up. Yeah, I don't really know what Is, who is, is who are the signs? Is the supposed to Yeah, who are the signs, who are the signs realistically for? Because a professor knows how many people are in their class. So is the room, but like, does this let them easily pick what room they're going to be in, as if somebody doesn't already know? Because you're, you're not going to be switching the rooms. I've I've had like two classes before that changed rooms. Mid-semester. Mid, like mid-semester. It was, it was egregious. People were missing for weeks. A lot of the first couple weeks is just crazy because professors are like, we might be in this room, we might be in another room, we might need some more chairs. So now there's the added complication of we have rooms, we have space. Something going on by him? It's uh, Kirk. Kirk. He was looking. Kirk's here. He's going to barge into the door and say something. Yes. Or throw something. That'd be fun. Well, Breaks into my show. I mean, and then what if you have like 22 students in the room with a capacity of 20? You can. Are you you got to go to a different room. Are you just supposed to like pick out which students don't get to come to class? Yes. Today? Which two students are. Uh, Family. You just put them outside. You put them at the windows. <laughs> the the, the this staff. is first day of class, unless you have work that is already due before class. Like an like a bad day. professors. Yeah, yeah. The rude ones. Yeah, those. Professors. What are you feeling, Jake? 
Do you worried about any of the class? I mean, you've heard of the uh, attendance options, however, as well, though, right? Yeah. yeah that might answer your question. Uh, yeah. So in it, but when what it, if they show up anyway? You gotta tell them to go, go get online. Go get go to the library and get into a computer. I told them that I paid money for this class. Mm. That's I mean, the thing. Is ultimately I right. paid I paid money again to this school, and if I want to go in-person classes, I'm gonna do in-person. Real talk. Classes. The only people I'd be afraid of fist fighting to get into a classroom is probably the industrial tech kids. Yeah. Because mm. those, those people are real people. <laughs> Everyone else is like a professor, and their job is to talk. Yeah. And like to share knowledge. Research. I understand. Like it's more important than that. Yes. But, like, your, if your research can be easily accessible by the public library and localized spaces like this, all you're really doing is teaching to a test. If you're teaching to a test, then... That's really... No, that's all colleges at this point. At, well, like It always has been. Hold on. It's certifications on certifications. We've always known that part. It's getting... You know, you get a grade. You, you get a grade. It's all of this stuff. There's curriculum. There's classroom. Well, the truth is, corporations and, like, people who will hire you do not care about the work you put in. Like, the, the stuff you've learned. They just care that you put the work into it. No, no, no. I got this. Okay. No conspiracies this week. This isn't a conspiracy. This is true. This is something my dad told me. As someone who hires and fires people, they don't care about, like... They only care that you got the degree, that you put in the effort. They don't care about what knowledge got you it. have. It's literally just, did you go to college? Did you put in the effort to get this degree? Well, I will say on resumes, your education is normally at the bottom, which is considered, like, on a visual level, the least important. So now, getting an education is a little more complicated. Yeah. But we still need to get one. Yes. We still need to get that paper. Yeah. Secure that bag. Yeah. So... To do so, we now is it up to us or is it up to the professors? Who is it up to to figure out what these rooms on these what these signs on these rooms mean? I don't know. Like, cause here's, here's are we all gonna have a briefing on this? Cause like, I haven't I haven't gotten anything, email wise. I haven't gotten anything. I'm assuming that the like calling the fat, uh, the beautiful phrase that Jay gave us. <laughs> I assume that it's first twenty people in then the door gets closed, right? Like, attendance is probably going to be very real. And, like, otherwise, how else are you going to be able to he headcount everybody? Mm. So, first five minutes of class is giving an accurate count of who all is in here. Anyone extra? You gotta get out. Who is extra? The one on the bottom of the list? The, uh, whoever, like alphabetical order? Whoever came in last. Professors are going to have to be checking people on the way in. Sometimes the professor's the last one in class. Oh, the, you're gonna have to be up your. The professor doesn't get let in. <laughs> sorry, We're bud. Have class without you, bro. Yeah, sorry, bud. You have to teach from outside. You have to teach from through the through the little window in the hallway. You're not, allowed, not allowed in. It's a, to it's have unsafe. You in here. It's unsafe. I think what it's going to be is first day of classes. It's gonna be a mess. First class. I think professors are all gonna probably be given the responsibility of coming up with their own system because they're a bunch of adults. They should be, at least. And because of that, we're going to see a couple of different manifestations of keeping the population limit capped. One, assigned seats. Okay. You're probably going to have the, like, the, pe the, the professors who are on top of it are going to just send you an email and be like, when you get in, take your, like, make sure you're wearing your mask, make sure you have these supplies, make sure you're sitting in this, in this seat. Please and thank you. And there, there's the other thing, though, um, about the different levels of online and in face, like face-to-face, -face, is that they had talked about possibly having professors rotate people who were in face-to-face. -face. And like, so... And that, that would kind of... What's up? Discount the assigned seats. But I see where you're going. Right. That is a good idea. I mean, I think that's just, like... We gotta, we gotta, as students, we gotta be prepared yeah, for totally. what, we're, what we're walking into, what we're paying for. You know what right. I mean? We gotta be ready for what we're dealing with. Because, Jake, you don't want to walk into a class and all of a sudden, like, the whole thing's been uprooted. And you gotta find a way, find out how to, like, hold your breath in the back of the corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, let's walk through some possible scenarios and situations that a professor would come up with to keep those room limits capped. And how
how we can cheat those systems so that we're not ex we're not cut, we're not excluded, we're not told, sorry, here's the alternate hours that you can go into class. Because like, I got things to do outside of class. That's part of my schedule, that's part of my work schedule, that's part of my sleep schedule now, that's part of my eating schedule. I have so many schedules. I got a schedule to make schedules. Ooh. Wow. I'm good. Assigned seats. Yeah. That one's already speculative and probably not going to work super well. Never has. Although, so, honestly, that, when have you not gone into a classroom, sat in, this, sat in this seat, like the first day of class, and then the whole semester you sit in the same seat? At least, is that just me? Well, well, you do that as like a, um, a personal assigning of the seats. If a professor says, oh, you're not supposed to sit here, you sit here, that's a different thing. You know, it's, it's a matter of like personal assigned seating where it's mm -hmm. like you sit in the same place because you're used to it. That is just the human mind at work. Mm -hmm. Whenever a professor or a teacher, this is obviously more of a thing in like K through 12 schools, but whenever like a, high school, yeah, whenever a teacher tells you you have to sit here, this is where I'm assigning you, that's more of a flex of power, I would say. It works in like maybe elementary school, that's less of a flex of power, more of these kids are rambunctious and need structure and they right. need to be taught structure. Um, whenever you get to like high school, I think it's more of a, it's, it's a mix of um, this is how it's always been or I have an ego and I need to flex how higher I am on the pecking order than these So secondary, secondary version, let's, let's see a professor who's like not super worried about it, mm -hmm. but they still have to uphold how many people come in. Okay. Is it just a tally list where you walk in, mark you know, you mark your name on the attendance sheet? I think attendance is gonna be very important. Oh, it's gonna be important. I feel like that's important. gonna be the key to this whole process, right? Mm -hmm. Basically attendance is the way to make certain you're safe now. That's yeah. the the easiest like infrastructure to slip into this whole process, right? As such, a, like you come in, you mark your name down for attendance, the professor comes and checks it and they're like, Oh, we have uh, one extra seat awesome or like oh, oh we have an extra person now how do you are they gonna have to block the door or it's not the first time professors have blocked the door we well, locked it true are we're probably gonna lock the doors as soon as something happens right um something i just thought of uh going to the restroom in the middle of class yeah how is that gonna look i just i just get up and go because like i'm an adult I'm, I'm, yeah. pay, I'm paying to be here. I'm also paying to not be here at the same time. Yeah. Do you think we're going to have some weird sticklers about those rules? Like, should we? Should I be Oh, there's going to be sticklers prepared? to every rule. What are we expecting here, Jake? I'm expecting, um, for the most part, I think, like, most of the, like, the cool professors will be like, you go to the bathroom, that's fine. Like, yeah. honestly, like, mask. during class, there's not a lot of people in the bathrooms anyways. Mm. Like, as someone who regularly goes to the bathroom during class, um... <coughs> It's usually clear, because most people don't want to miss out on class. Yeah. I don't want to miss out on class. I feel really bad when I do need to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. It's just sometimes you have to go. Right. You know, so I think most... I drank way too much apple juice. I think most professors will be so fine with this. Juice. I think there is a small minority of professors who will see this as an opportunity to enforce another arbitrary rule because they're a rule freak and they want to enforce rules. Mm. Which, to deny that professors like that exist on any campus is just... Foolish. Yeah. Well, I see kind of a different way because I, I was talking to Kirk because Kirk is not only works at the wow. radio station. Don't bring Kirk into this. He's <laughs> just a boy. <laughs> and he's also an instructor um, on campus, so he teaches. And we were talking a little bit about attendance grading. Mm -hmm. Attendance grading has more and more been like a bigger thing with uh, professors just because it's an easy couple of points. It's generally people who go to class do better. Yeah. Um, face to face anyway it, it depends on the person but normally that's how it goes so you're going to have to change that entirely with this new system because you have face to face people you have hybrid people mm -hmm. who are both face to face and online sometimes maybe and then you have online people Right. so the attendance is going to be really weird so I'm not sure if we're going to have a heavy like a heavy focus on attendance you know? I think the focus on attendance is in no way going to be for a grade. It's going to be a safety measure. It's probably going to be something where you have to do the attendance. This is all like entirely speculative. I didn't receive some secret email. Oh yeah, no. Like you last know you week. Have, uh, before. 
I I don't know where I'm finding them. I, I checked my email this morning. It wasn't ever <laughs> there, actually. So many it what? All right, hold on now. <laughs> you get out of my fanfics. Oh. Get off of my, what's the site usually used for it? Wattpad. Get off my Wattpad. Oh my god. That's a bad one. <laughs> oh my. That's the joke, Jake. That's a very bad one. You don't go to Wattpad. You st- no, you don't go to Wattpad. Stay out of my house. I, I can't. I'm I scared, y'all. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll talk about Wattpad later when I'm not here. <laughs> Fine. All right. I'm sorry I brought it up. Didn't know it was a very big. It's, it's a sensitive topic to me because those people have killed hey. me like three times. Hey. Whoa. Hey. I'm on my like third homunculus. Hey. What? We go- you think I'm the original Jake? Hey, I told you about my recursive dream theory. <laughs> Or my recursive death theory. Yeah, you told me about that. That's not the truth. The truth is I just keep reviving myself with a um, a soul swap with a, 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 a null a null homunculus. Uh, you know, it's just a homunculus. Its functions work, but it just doesn't have a soul, so I just, like... Pop it like a jar? Yeah. Nice. Those people on Wattpad are a huge problem with me because of that. Past that part. <laughs> um... Sorry, audience. I go crazy sometimes. I'm locked in here. What were we even talking Attendance. about? Attendance. Uh, for, it's going to be a safety thing, right? Yeah. It's, it's going to be something that we u- is used to make certain that all the classrooms are safe. So there's going to be a big stress on it when we start. Then it's going to it's going to waver off. Then one class is going to get sick, and we'll be right back to stressful. And that'll be like halfway through the semester. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving will hit. We'll be all online. That's really how it's going to go, right? Mm-hmm. And the all online thing, for those of you listening, is already established after Thanksgiving. It's just whether we'll do it earlier or not, I guess, depending on how it goes. I think what's going to happen is uh, as soon as as soon as possible, like, obviously, nobody enjoys all online classes. No. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not when you have the option to be in person. Yeah. Everyone enjoys that because it's a lot simpler. Well, it's simpler, and it's like there's a like a visual cue of like, hey, I'm in a I'm in a working environment. Mm-hmm. I should work. I can't do online classes because when I'm at home, I'm in a play environment. Mm-hmm. This is a place where I go to have fun and be myself and enjoy my things. So right. I have to force myself to do online classes. Gotcha. My biggest problem is uh, no one's responding to my emails because I have a million questions. Anyone who's talked with... You both understand. Yeah. And whenever I... Even in a, the middle of a normal conversation, I ask, like, seven questions for clarification. Yeah. It's really... I have like tons emails of... Emails just... The emails aren't responded to fast enough. We need some sort of, like... Well, the Zoom meetings, that made it a little easier. Yeah. But some professors who just didn't do Zoom meetings, they just had videos that they posted of their stuff and then left it to us to kind of figure it out. It's most definitely going to be very difficult unless the curriculum is kind of completely adjusted to be able to hold both an online and an offline class. And it seems like the more traditionalist professors are the ones having all the problems. Yeah, I... No offense to any ag professors out there, but I I have a feeling that there are going to be a lot of issues coming with that because even if we go back to Blackboard and Canvas that Charlton switched to last couple semesters ago... Two years ago? When we went to Canvas, or no, Blackboard. That's it was Blackboard was like three years ago. And then Canvas, Canvas was recently. a year Two ago. Something like that. Yeah. It was new when I came back to college. Right. And we look at some professors who didn't ever establish that online presence. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be even. I mean, it was this past semester even more difficult for mm-hmm. professors like that to get into the online because even though they were supposed to have gotten online before then mm-hmm. now it's they, they had so yeah hopefully the transition period hopefully all of our professors i think we're still stuck in it too uh have you ever heard of something called the j curve what's the j curve mm. the j curve uh specifically talking about new technologies and businesses Charlton, as much as it's unenjoyable to say Charlton state university is a business Mm-hmm. It is a higher education business, as such it undergoes certain tax exemptions and specialties, but it is a process from which money is transferred from a group to a different group. Yep, right. As such, there is something called the J-curve, which applies to businesses adopting new stratagem, 
technology or um, concepts. Okay. At first, no one wants to do it. So productivity, it, it's the idea of uh, adopting new things on a time scale right. versus productivity. Right? Mm -hmm. So we have, at first, a uh, new thing is implemented. I, some of us like it because it's new, so we're here. And as time progresses, we start at, we start trying to use the new technology. We really don't like it. Uh, some of us still don't enjoy doing it. And we hit bottom productivity at the lower end of the J. This is where all of your problems are happening. This is where it's like, I don't know how, you get all of the constant emails of, I don't know how this works. You get some of the people who haven't even started their training for, let's say, like if it was online. The people who haven't even created their PowerPoint because they just assumed something would be the way it is. This is like your big problem area. Okay. This is why no one's this bottom of the curve right here is the reason that nobody adopts new technologies because they believe that the bottom of productivity is going to be so it's bad. Constant. It's going to well, not even a constant, but that that moment is going to be so stressful and bad. We'd rather stick with current technology, okay. and that's why productivity sits here. But then once we've adopted the new technology and we've finally gotten all the sticklers out of it, we start coming back up to the other side. And the reason it's called the J curve is because new technology always has proven out in the long run to push us up to here. Right. And so you make this J because people are, humans are stubborn. This is sort of like, you, what it's, what we were originally supposed to do is to have an almost immediate slope. For instance, we upgrade from Blackboard to Canvas. Right. Right? Adding in that new technology, everyone is stressed because nobody wants to do it. They just want to stick with what they used to. Just want to, to stick with what they're used to. So that's the slowdown in productivity. When re in reality, like Canvas, Canvas's features and stuff were more beneficial for us. So we should have immediately seen benefit. We didn't immediately see benefit. What's going on? What is the problem? Like the in the inherent human error in is what the J curve sort of. You have to rewire your muscle us. memory. You have to rewire your muscle memory. You have to convince your coworkers to send it through the proper channels. Mm -hmm. You have all of this adjustment period. Yeah. And everyone's used to the adjustment period if you know if you've gone through a little bit of life experience. But a lot of people think that they're above it, mm. or they cause problems in it, or they just genuinely don't understand what's going on. And bless those little hearts. I think we're gonna hit a lot of problems moving forward, and we're we're gonna be at the bottom of this J curve for the first month, easy. Just because grades need to be going in, everyone's worried about this, professors are going to be stressed and split three different ways if they don't optimize properly. We're and starting that, earlier than we normally are. Right. Yeah. I think things are just going to be very complicated this first whole semester. And then the second semester is going to go a lot better because we have to do the entire bottom of the J-curve. And we kind of got to get through it very quickly. Otherwise, we're going to start a semester at the bottom which is bad because then productivity takes a lot longer to get back up to where it was initially, mm -hmm. which means we just did a U and we didn't get the top end of that J. Right. Unfortunately, it feels like this like acceptance is, is looming over, uh, at least on whenever I ta I've talked to a couple of professors uh, in passing, just because I live in town and yeah. catch them every once in a while, where they're like, yep, nobody's happy about this, nobody's happy about that, so it's going to be slow, and it's like, well, fair. Sounds like everyone's going to have a bad time now. And they're like, yeah, we're really looking to actually start producing stuff second semester. And just, it's concerning. Yeah, it is concerning. Like, like I'm interested to see what the next couple years are going to be like, mm -hmm. to be honest. And in a way, like, on my end, I graduated in May, so I'm with the graduates that are like, Hooray. whoa, um, what's going on? The world, no one's hiring, no one's doing anything. <laughs> And I was lucky enough to get accepted into the grad program and continue in a different position here. Yeah. But You're a graduate assistant. Right. I'm set to graduate from grad school next summer or next fall. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, what am I going to do at that point? Are we still going to be in this mess? Or right. Are we going to be out of it? I'm How is that going to affect all of our education during that time? I have no clue. I think education is just going to be, it's still going to happen. It's just going to be slower because it's all new technologies mm -hmm. that are true, that have true, like, the tech, online classes have existed for a long time, but it's always been, Certainly. like, tech, tech stuff. Uh, I say tech stuff, like technician jobs, or it's been something along the lines of, like, art right. or production, uh, something that you can get a certification for. Right. Like, I did a bunch of Adobe classes online. 
to become a, a, a like digital media person. So I know how to edit, I know how to do Photoshop, I know how to use these programs. And that's what I, like those are all online classes. But they, and they gave you a certification at the end of it, but the, the classroom structure didn't exist. Right. We are a classroom structure and we're trying Moving to, to move a classroom structure to online. And in there's gonna be some sort of weird dissolve point, I worry. Yeah. Where we're gonna like just fully lose it. And I think that like that's where all of our problems are gonna be is in this full transition. However, on the other on the back end of this, it is only good. And that's kind of the like yeah. <laughs> that's the reason why this is so upsetting and why like the bottom of the J curve is literally the only worst part. Right. Because everything goes downhill and then everyone is like, Okay, fine. Like fine, we'll just start doing better. And then everything works its way back up to the top, and we're better for it on the other end of it. That's like going through any kind of trial or issue, is that now, afterwards, you know what not to do, what to do, yes, and how to make better. Yeah. And we've experienced it. We're just, like, even with COVID right now, where mm-hmm. I feel like we're in that bottom, or like sloping towards the bottom right. at this point, just everyone... Every all productivity is coming down, but we're seeing a lot of benefits from people working at home. Right. That's where a lot of this like most recent research is coming from. From what I'm quoting, at least, is everyone talking about working from home and how it was all a weird new thing. There was a lot of like spyware put on computers for to make sure that people were being productive. Right. But it was just an adjustment period, and everyone was worried. And then everyone just kind of like adjusted to it, and then it was everything's been fine now. Yeah. Right. Things are winding back up. Safely. In some places. Yeah. So, classrooms are able to be controlled because we're going to have population control for who's allowed to enter into classrooms. We think it's going to be based on uh, what? Attendance, right? Yeah, that's, attendance. that's what I said. We think it's going to be based on attendance. We also, or at least I personally, think that there's going to be some. There's going to be a lot of trials and tribulations, and make sure that your emails are open. Yep. And that's really the best you can do to prepare for this. Um, have a laptop. If you're coming onto the dorms, uh, a couple of fun announcements. We're going to be trying to do, trying to get in contact for events and stuff. Cole, we've been, right. that was our meeting this week, yes. was uh, for students who are coming onto the dorms. If you get accidentally boxed in, we'll try and send you a little care package. Yeah. Um... Usually, um, for new people or for people who already know this, we, the station does what's called Lunch with the Planet. That's where we sit at a table with our banner and a bunch of cool stuff that you can swim for, some snacks sometimes, either in front of the library or D-Hall, just for you to have something to do in between classes or just to get something with uh, our logo on it. And we may not be able to do that this semester with everything. No, can't um, touch people. Right, you can't touch you people. <laughs> You shouldn't touch people. Right. And maybe you don't want to spin something that other people have spun, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, we do a big spin wheel. Yeah, we do a big spin wheel um, for you to get your prize. So we might be spinning dorms care packages. I just had a fun idea. T-shirt cannon. That's too much glass replacement. Never mind. What? I'll talk to you after this. Okay. I believe that that's our time. Well, let me check the recording because we have those. I think we might have like 10 more minutes. We have about... 12 minutes. Does anyone have anything that they like to talk about? I, I bought a monitor and it's coming in today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How is everyone doing with mail? Mail? Yeah. It's getting better. Like, are people mailing things to each other? I mean, I buy stuff online. That's about as much mail yeah, as I, I receive. Yeah, Amazon. Amazon's my best friend, you know? Well, I was just saying, like, we all live separate from our parents. Yes. And our adult. Actually, you know what? I just realized not everybody still is separate from their adults and family. A lot of people moved back. Mm, that's just, true. Yeah. Just sort of remembered that thing. When everyone does move out, mm. how. Like, how crazy is it going to get immediately? And then how, how soon do you think everyone's going to chill out? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, yeah. you move out of your parents' place the first time. What well, did you feel like? I don't know. I mean, it was you don't know? My, my whole thing is, my whole thing's kind of weird because, like, 
I um I lived at my dad's place for the longest time, and then mm-hmm. he moved out and still paid for the place. And then when he was like, yeah. I have to sell this, I moved out. Mm-hmm. But like he wasn't living there anymore. Yeah. So it's like my transition was little less very gradual yeah very gradual like i had to i kind of like yeah okay but did was there any like defining moment for you jake not really like all it really was was like he just kind of stopped like he he uh what's it called he remarried and he kind of just stopped um what's it called uh he kind of just like moved up with uh with her mm-hmm and was like, I'll still pay for the place. You can, like, keep it. And whenever I need to sell it, like, we'll find you an apartment. Okay. And so that's just sort of what happened. So my situation's a little different, so I don't really have, like... Pretty rational, pretty chill, though? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, my, my situation's kind of complicated. Uh-oh. So um, I first moved out, uh, of course, freshman year. Had to go on campus. Mm-hmm. So... I was in a dorm, but I still came home, like, every weekend, you know? Yeah. Still had a room there. All my stuff was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then stuff happened uh, during sophomore, junior year, and I moved out kind of abruptly. Yeah. And it was... Out of your parents' home? Yes. Got it. Um, it was definitely an adjustment period. Uh, I had the stay with a friend for a while in his apartment and mm-hmm. um oh at that point I felt like it was it was my kind of rebellious period so yeah. it was just like I can do anything I want now because yeah. I'm no longer under their roof you felt that right? yes yeah. so it could end up being that way where finally all the people who moved back in for COVID yeah. come out and they're like I can do whatever I want and it's gonna get crazy or it, it won't be. I don't know. I don't know either. I um. I, I think the the thing is is, I think Cole is probably right on that, in that I think that a lot of these people they live under their parents' roofs, mm-hmm. like you know during summer. Um, yeah, the entirety of summer. And it's like. Which is apparently a really big deal for normies, like college summers. And so I think like they're going to. I don't know. It's going to be weird. Are we just going to see a lot of people out and about doing things on weekends? Oh, absolutely. That, I think yeah. I think what move? I think the thing is is that like you're trapped inside so long and when there's like as big of a dynamic shift as like moving moving back here, it's like, "Oh, I'm moving back here. I guess things are normal now even mm-hmm. though they aren't." So they have that mental kind of thought of like, "Hey, I can actually do stuff now." And that's not the case. You know, like, because yeah. there's that, like, shift in perspective, that shift in mental state of mind. Yeah, the environment definitely changes. Like you yeah. said before, yeah, like when, when you were talking, Yeah, when you were talking about mm-hmm. work environment, play environment, you've got all of that, that change and stuff. I definitely so feel that. There's a level of, like, freedom in your apartment, right? Yeah, when I'm in my apartment, I do whatever I want because it's my apartment. Exactly. Yeah. Same here. I pay for the entire thing. It's mine. Mm-hmm. Right. I pay for a part of it, roommates. <laughs> Last bit, last little question for the two of you. How enforce, like, how do you think you are going to handle people, be like socially being around people who are wearing masks and aren't wearing masks? People who are like actively on the forefront of making sure everyone around them has a mask. Because I, I assume we're going to deal with all, with all kinds. Because that's kind of like college's whole point in a, in a soft sense is to like meet people that are outside of your circle. At least that's yeah. what I, it's always been sold to me as. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I... The thing that's funny is I never really did that anyways. Mm-hmm. I'm probably just not gonna... I'm probably just not gonna talk to other people regardless. Because oh, yeah. I'm always done. I'm a... Right. I don't... I don't like people. I don't go outside. Right. You're gonna... You, it's gonna be the same online. Yeah. Or the boys. Yeah. It's always gonna be the boys. Pretty much. I know you had an experience. Um, we don't want to. We don't have to talk about the professor. Right. Uh, we can like debrief that whole situation. But you did experience sort of what I'm getting at here. Right. I, I did. Um. Yeah. It was an interesting situation. Um. So I completely understand wearing a mask and everything that is for protection of others as well as protection mm-hmm. for yourself. And I'm all behind it. I 
started wearing my mask as soon as I came back to work, even before, like, mask orders were in place and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, you were the first one. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, I came in, like, really early on with masks before everyone, like, the CDC and everything. Mm -hmm. So, I get it. And I have a lot of family and friends who are immunocompromised. So, yeah. I'm very careful. And to be honest, when I see people in Walmart and stuff that are wearing a mask and it's just on their chin or it's not covering their nose, for example. Right. I, I, this is the one that I see a lot at work. Yeah. Is they just. Yeah. Which doesn't help anyone. <laughs> I know for a fact those people are doing it just to breathe through their nose, which means yeah. that, like, at that point, stop wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it does get me mad. It really does, mm -hmm. because, it, I again, I, I have people, friends. And we understand yeah. your, your frustrations there. What I'm getting at is, like, are you going to approach these people? I won't. You're um, going to confront them. Specifically because of the incident that happened you're not the that other day. you realized you're not that type yeah i'm not um, For con can i just like generally con context it yeah yeah basically cole and uh lee yeah. were walking outside in a public space they lived together it was around 7 30 no one was on campus where were yeah. you walking specifically like literally in the road right uh yeah we're on the sidewalk yeah, they were on the sidewalk where no one was around. They didn't have their masks on at that moment because that's one one part of the ordinance is you're right. good if you're outside and you're not yeah, anywhere near people. Socially distanced from other people, but and a person that is not to be named because, uh, from what I've been told, they're dangerous. Uh, is yeah. uh, it, they it came over and was yelling at you. Yes. To like um, put on a mask. You're the reason this whole thing started. You're the yeah. problem. We were on the sidewalk and they just drove up in their car, rolled down the passenger window, so like they were yelling across the car, mm -hmm. and yelled at us that um, we're the reason that COVID is happening, and right. they've had people, friends, um, pass away because of this, and they're the reason that we have to do online classes. Right. The whole like you. You've ruined everything, is what yeah. you were just told, right? Yeah, we basically you're were the, told you're we the were you're the scum seven you're whatever. the scum of this last seven months. Yeah, and uh, this is really hard because, of course, Lee is immunocompromised, so generally it's, it's not you. First <laughs> off, like can confirm that it's not you as the person, but yeah. these people who are just running around yelling at, at others. Yeah, I think because of that like outburst right there, we like us as a little crew are gonna have to deal with both sides the ones who are aggressively for and aggressively against. well i'm going to say right now for the people out there listening to Jake this who Jake. are aggressive i am going to say when you confront someone who's confrontational they're mm -hmm. going to deny your request purely out of spite mm -hmm. you know like you come up to someone who is confrontational be like you have to wear a mask you're the reason why this yada yada like that mm -hmm. You're lucky you, you, you encountered Cole because she's timid and she cares about people, but... Yeah, she's worried about her But you encounter man. someone like me who Jake, has nothing but spite Jake for the human race. through your window. I will tear my mask off and cough in your face. Don't... Don't... Don't do it. Don't... Yeah. Be nice. Because I'm mean. Yeah. And I'll be mean back. Jake, Jake's like a bag of peanuts. He'll just come through. I don't your care window. what. You, no, I don't care what you're doing. You want me to wear a mask and you're vehemently at me with the mask. I'll take it off and cough at you. You want me to like do the opposite, like remove my mask. I'll put it on and cough at you. Ooh. <laughs> don't mess with me. It'll go both ways. Like, I, I'm angry. I'm mad, I man. I am mad. I completely get why she is or they. Why they were whoa, angry. whoa, whoa. <laughs> why they were angry. Goodness gracious. I just. The problem is they didn't know what our situation was because mm -hmm. they didn't ask for one and mm -hmm. they didn't let us interject. Right. They don't and, care about your situation. And say Cole, anything I'm sorry about say. the situation. Right. And so I, whether I'm mad at someone at Walmart or whatever mm -hmm. about them not wearing a mask, I'm not going to say anything now because I I don't know the situation of someone else. Right. Um, would I prefer you wear one the correct way? Yes. Yes, I would. But I'm not going to yell at you and cause you emotional and, emotional and physical stress, which right. is what happened, and cause my um, autistic partner to go into a meltdown, which yeah. is really bad for people who don't know. Um, Sounds awful. I, I'm not going to cause someone that injury. It. So you just, instead of doing what was supposed to be done, which is gently saying, hey, 
you guys. Yeah, a friendly um, reminder. Just to remind you guys you're supposed to be wearing a mask or whatever. I think we need to do what Spider-Man does and just, like, web people's mouths. <laughs> I, um, I think that you should, like, I think the That's goal... That's definitely assault. No, I think the goal should like to 100%. be make the masks really cool. That's actually my favorite yes. one. They're, okay, everybody listening, real talk, everyone who's listening to the show and is coming into Tarleton or has access to, there are 3D printers in the library, nobody uses them, and a cool-looking mask files exist all over the place on the internet. You can download them, they're like, or you can pay max like $5, and all of the pricing for different colors of materials, everything is online. You can pick your plastic, and then you can paint sand, you can sand it and paint it, and then it's reusable, and you just buy cotton filters and put those inside of them. My goal is, uh... You can look like Scorpion, you can look like a Samurai, you can look like a Tengu mask, you can look like anyone you want. I'm saying, my thing, though, maybe a little bit more expensive, Mm. buy a gas mask. That is cool. If you have the cool boots and jacket, which Jake already has. Jake's already set up because he plays a lot of Stalker. Yep. Um, I I want to go a bit more cyberpunk, wear like a dead space mask. Yeah. But also it's Texas and it's hot out, so I just yeah. need something that's like Green Goblin from Spider-Man Three. Yeah. <laughs> what I need to do is I need to buy a new filter because I don't know where mine is. It's well, probably bad. That is all of the topics that I have. Thank both of you for coming on the show. Here. Cool. Thank you. Thank both of you for coming on the show. I. Really enjoy that. I'd like to do those segments earlier in the show mm-hmm. next week. Right. So, what we can look forward to, if I can pull it up, is the first it, January of 97. All right. That's what we can look forward to. We're going to try and find JTAC next week. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been your episode of Cruising the Planet, where you can find something to talk about in and around Tarleton State. This time we were all wearing masks, and it worked out. Oh, I just realized we have this zip file to go through as well. (laughs) Next time. That'll be all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.